And we're back. Cool. We're joined by Juan Valles. Yep. Welcome. Hello, hello. How's it going? It's good to have you here, man. Dude, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, of yep. course. So you, uh, you are the husband of somebody we've already have, that we've already had on the podcast, yep, Sierra. Sierra Vias. It's a great, great list. I've met you through her, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, you seem like a great dude, man. Thank you, you uh, thank you. So do you. Hung out a couple <laughs> different times. Yeah, but this is uh, this is the first time. I don't know. You, I don't know if you remember the first time we were at we were at the Best the Buy best, Christmas party. Yep, Christmas party. Nice. We tried uh, the Mountain Dew ginger oh, gingerbread house. It was so Disgusting. gross. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Bro, we were at a. Um, the place I got my car, the the super bagged, mm-hmm. um, in their vending machine they had a uh, Mountain Dew hot Cheeto, like oh. uh, flaming hot kind yeah. of thing. Dude, it, it looked disgusting. Like just thinking about that is is gross. Dude, I think I may have tried that one actually. I think You're one of crazy. my coworkers <laughs> may have brought it. It was gross. It was, was it at Best Buy? No, it was at my other job, uh, Green Tech. But yeah. Uh, yeah, man. All right. Well, we always start one of these out with a tell me this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to give you two options, no background. You just pick one of the two. Give Perfect. me some reasoning to why you do it. Uh, square or circle? Um, that's that's a good one. I I think I'd probably go with the square. Okay. Yeah, it's just more <laughs> when you when you you could. I don't know if I were to start a design or something. Mm-hmm. I tend to go to squares more than circles. Okay, yeah. I I feel like I could work with more square. I don't know. That makes sense. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. If I had the two options, I'd go square. All right. Yep. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's a good one. I, yep. I feel like circles are too hard to draw, so I think I would probably go with the square as I well. Could, I could probably nail a better square than a circle for sure. Yeah. Probably first try, just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But like, yeah, designs and that kind of stuff, I, I tend to go square. That's a good, yeah. that's a good way to look at it. The, the design perspective, I would have never gone, I would have never gone for that. Yeah. So that's good stuff, man. Thank you. Well, uh, <laughs> you, you were the, the owner of a business. Mm-hmm. Stay focused. Stay focused. Yep. Uh, give us a little insight as to what that is. I'm pretty sure Sierra and I have this coffee table too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think she said something about yeah, it too. Yeah, one this, time. this is a Ikea special dude. Yep. It's yep. a good one. <laughs> Sorry. What was the question? Super dope. Uh, it's super dusty underneath. So it, um, it's, it's given us a good, a good run. We've had it mm-hmm. for a couple of years yeah. had it since we got married. Ours too. Nice. Yeah, it has a whole bunch of chips and stuff on top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, scratches. It's kind of a cheap table, but it, it, it gets the job done. Right. <laughs> Dang. Um, now, I was just saying, you're you're the owner of a brown, sticking mm-hmm. brand, stay focused. Yep. Um, how did that How did that come about? What is it exactly? So, it's, the way I got the name is actually a very funny story. Okay. Um, so, I used to drive a Focus ST. I don't know if you knew that. So, oh, prior to the Supra, it was a Focus ST. I did not know that. And um, when I got the car, um, I, I knew I wanted a customized plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was back in Nevada when I got the car. Um, so I, I knew I wanted a custom plate. And I just, one night was just thinking of like, what could I put on this plate? And Stay Focus came to mind without all the vowels and stuff. And mm-hmm. I checked the website and the plate was available and everything. So that was just where the plate came from like the the whole stay focused idea came for the st yeah um just putting it on the plate and stuff um the brand didn't start until i moved out here oh interesting yeah so how that all came about was i've, I've always been into photography ever since high school really 
And when I moved out here, I was I was working at Best Buy. I was a manager at Best Buy too. Nice. And I I was about to hit like my ten year mark at Best Buy and stuff. And no way. Yeah, moving out here, it, it's my first time living by myself, living with Sierra, uh, my my fiance at the time. Um, so we were living by ourselves. I wasn't living at home anymore or any of that kind of stuff. So I had more responsibilities. And Best Buy just was not cutting it anymore. Um, it was just, I was making okay money, but not mm-hmm. what I wanted to make. I didn't have any more free money or any of, the, any of that kind of stuff. Totally. Um, so I just started taking pictures of my car. Um, I wanted to grow like an Instagram page or something, just taking pictures of my car, maybe get like some sponsorships because I wanted to build this focus. And um, in the process of just uploading photos and that kind of stuff of my car, um, people started reaching out to me asking if I could take photos of their car. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like I'll learn, I'll do that. And I I started going and and doing photos and that kind of stuff and really started enjoying um, just going out and hanging out and seeing some cool cars and taking photos of cars. And I I started really um, exploring the automotive field, the automotive photography field. Um, and yeah, next thing you know, I'm posting on Facebook seeing if anybody else wants to go shoot, I'm offering free shoots and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I feel like I, I gave like 50 free shoots starting out, like no just way. back to back. Like I was, I was still working full time at Best Buy. So I would, I would literally schedule shoots, um, after shifts on my days off. Like I was working constantly. No way. I'm um, just doing this. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's kind of how it really started was just wanted to grow an Instagram page for my car. And then it turned into this whole other thing. I started uploading photos of what I was shooting and that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's just grown from there. Oh yeah, dude. Well, you've since moved into a bunch of different ways, like a mm-hmm. bunch of different avenues too. Like you're yep, yep. working with other businesses as well. I've noticed mm-hmm. outside of that. What's the, from moving from out of uh, automotive photography to like, what's the biggest branch off of that that you've hit? <laughs> um, from automotive photography, um, the craziest thing, I mean, I'm, I'm shooting a Hawaiian restaurant now. Like, oh, that, really? that's one of my clients. Yeah, is food. Um, so a restaurant. I do barber shops now, uh, dumpster trucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it was funny when, when the owner of the um, dumpster truck company, Dumpsters Direct. Um, Parker. Yeah, Dumpsters Direct. Um, his, he's, he wants to get like, uh, he's growing this brand. Um, it's these dumpster trucks and he wants his garbage cans to look good. So he oh, hires artists to, to like draw on all these garbage cans and stuff. So you'll oh, see them, wow. you'll see them all in Ogden and stuff. There's like some with like bald eagles, like just whatever you could think of is he probably has it on a, on a dumpster no somewhere. Way. Yeah. Um, so he actually reached out to me on Instagram and he's like, Hey, I, I had a really good idea. He's like, I really like um, all the work you do. He's like, you shoot Ferraris all like you shoot all these cool cars. He's like, have yeah. you ever shot a dumpster truck? <laughs> I was like, no, I, I, I haven't, but I'm down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I drove out to Ogden and Sierra was there the first time I went and because i needed a driver yeah um because he wanted to get rollers of of the dumpster trucks yeah for sure um but yeah no that's probably the the craziest one um was just dumpster trucks um but yeah it's it's crazy what it's it's grown into is is just a whole bunch of different businesses reaching out and that kind of stuff like it'd be cool to keep shooting cars and stuff like like that's my favorite thing to do 
Um, but working with different brands and stuff is also super cool. It's, a, sure. it's a sick opportunity. Dang, man. That's Maybe awesome. When it comes to like um, dumpster truck and business photography, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, dumps, the dumpsters didn't really have to do anything with it with this question. But uh, um, with business photogra- photography, do people mostly reach out to you now or are you doing more reach out as time um, goes on? I'll be honest. <clears throat> as of right now, I don't think I have officially like reached out to a client really as, as of right now like the biggest thing has all been um word to mouth yeah like it's 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 grown um just word of mouth people knowing different people um i, I normally get a text like hey this person sent me this here this number this contact and that's how it normally starts honestly really yeah and that's that's the crazy thing that's like what i think about it is like i'm, I'm busy right now and i haven't done like any kind of marketing for myself yeah, that's that's a crazy thing. Um, so I know once I do have time and stuff, like I know if if something were to ever happen, I could market for myself and, and pick up different clients. But as of right now, it's all it's all just been um, word to mouth for sure. Dang, that's interesting. So you're picking up a lot of different skills from mm-hmm. doing. I mean, branching out out of automotive photography. Yep, yep. What what would you say something you've learned is that you. Video, really? <laughs> yeah. So I was You're killing I, it on that yeah, front, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Um, so I was like a hundred percent photographer. Yeah. Like I, I didn't really care about videography. I, I always wanted to get into like um, YouTube and that kind of stuff, like like creating a brand on YouTube and that stuff. Um, but I, I'm good at taking the video, but when it came to video editing, mm-hmm. I just hate it. I, I, I would open up like the the Final Cut or whatever, any kind of software. And I would just get overwhelmed. Like I, I wouldn't even know how to start a project or oh, any yeah. of that kind of stuff. And I, I would try multiple times and I would just get overwhelmed and um, just getting over um, like having to learn this new skill with video and stuff. That that's that took a lot, but obviously like pushing myself to learn it has helped me out so much because when Instagram went to reels, oh, um, yeah. that's, that's, that was the big push is um, I was a photographer and, and uh, I, I could still get away with posting photos for clients and they'll, they'll get good engagement and stuff. But out of nowhere, all these good photos that I was taking, um, their engagement just started dropping and dropping. And mm-hmm. obviously Instagram was pushing reels. And um, if I did make a video, I didn't want it to just be like a simple iPhone video. I wanted it to be good. So that, that was one of like my downfalls is that I, I, I always wanted it to be like perfect or good and that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just kept pushing myself to learn video and that's pretty much it. That's, I would say that's like the the hardest thing. Um, the university of YouTube. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Just YouTube videos. It's just all been YouTube. Dang. From when I started just like photography in general, um, it's all been YouTube taught. No way. Yeah, pretty much. YouTube tutorials from whatever creator you can find. Yep. Are there some um, good ones that you would recommend to people? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, Peter McKinnon was like a big inspiration to like the whole photography thing. Like when I got into it, like a long time ago, um, Peter McKinnon, um, Chris Howe was a good one. Um, recently, well, when I started like the automotive, um, the automotive uh, photography, mm-hmm. it was there. There's a YouTuber called The Car Creative. Hmm. Yeah, his Not name's familiar. Alex. Um, he, he inspired me, um, to go out and do that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just 
lots of YouTube tutorials and going out and doing it and that kind of stuff. Um, I was, I was just huge. on just watching videos to learn and stuff. Dang. Yeah. So I met, obviously that's how you got into like the photo editing side of it as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So like when I, when I was growing up, um, I, I got into photography in high school um, and living near Lake Tahoe and stuff, we would always go out with like friends and stuff, go mm -hmm. shoot um, landscape stuff. That's what, yeah, I was, totally. what, I, what I started out with. Um, so editing came from that kind of stuff. Like I, I've, I've been working on Lightroom and Photoshop for a really long time. So photo editing, I, I kind of had all the um, basic sound and all that stuff. But now it was just when I moved out here is learning how to apply that to automotive photography, mm -hmm. all the different tips for automotive photography, because that's that's what I was nailing. Um, that's what I was really getting into out here. Um, I haven't really shot landscape in a while, really. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. No, most of your stuff now is business and automotive is all, all that's, you really that's got. That's all it is. A lot yeah. of bikes recently I've seen. Yep. Yep. So one, one of my clients is, uh, Eurosports Utah. Yeah. So the Ducati Triumph and BMW dealership. Ah, uh, yeah, man. So we, we talked briefly about it. Mm -hmm. Um, of all the bikes that you've shot, what do you think is the prettiest bike? Dude. <laughs> that's it, it's such a hard question because there's <laughs> there's so many pretty bikes there is there, yeah. there really is so many pretty bikes so many bikes that i want and if, if i really had to like uh pick one as of right now i think i'd have to go with like a bmw s1000 double r okay I, that's I the that's bike the, you want too though right i, I do want to get one i i want i want many <laughs> dude um i, I definitely want to get an s1000 double r um, it, it seems highly unlikely because mm -hmm. I, I commute a lot on my motorcycle in the summertime and stuff. Makes sense. And carrying my camera bag and all that kind of stuff, like it's it, it'll mess my back up in like 30 seconds. Totally. No, 30 minutes or whatever. Um, it's it's a great bike for going out on weekend rides and stuff. Okay, so it's um, but more comfortable a, as far yeah, as that goes. Yep, no, uh, no commuting on it. It's it, I wouldn't go with that. For like a actually buying a bike, I'd definitely take it out for on weekends and stuff like that. Totally. Um, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably go a single R or a Ducati Street Fighter, like, yeah, those a, Ducatis like a naked are sick. style bike. Yeah, dude, those I, are dope. they're beautiful bikes. Beautiful <laughs> bikes. For sure, man. <laughs> we uh we had a dude uh, a guy on the podcast a little bit ago, Preston, my buddy Preston, growing mm -hmm. up, and he's really really into bikes. Yeah. I was telling you a little bit about him, but he's a uh, he was riding an Aprilia for a while, okay. like a really long time. Yeah, but I don't know what he's what he's on anymore. I can't remember. He told me, and now I can't remember. Is he the one that owned the the Speed Triple? No, that's my buddy Colby. Okay, who uh, who was also on the podcast. <laughs> um, but no, that bike is. I love the Speed Triple. That thing. Yeah. If I were to get a bike, I'd work my way up to a Speed Triple. That's, it's too much power for me right yeah. now. No, that's another bike that I would consider buying too. Is a Speed Triple. Dude, they're beautiful, man. What do you feel? What's your sentiment behind? triumphs in general um i think they're great looking bikes honestly um they're they're good bikes i hear a lot of great things about them um i've only gotten to ride one which was a speed triple um it was a yeah speed triple rs it was like a 1200 cc bike no and it was out on the track yeah oh that's and the way to do it just too. the the experience on that bike dude was absolutely insane so i hopped from my little 650 like a ninja 650 literally doubled the power on the the triumph and I remember doing one lap 
and I got off the bike and my hand was just like, just like just <laughs> shaking. shaking like crazy, dude. Like it, it, it literally felt like that bike was actively trying to rip me off the handlebars. That's Dang. how fast that bike was, dude. And like, I knew if I were to go like another lap, I'd, I'd go just too, made it. Yeah, too wild. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of the things they said is obviously if you drop the bike, you buy the bike. I was like, I'm not trying that to bike. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to buy this thing. For sure. But no, dude, riding it was a, it was a sick experience for sure. um, And you did this just at the Utah Motorsports Park? Yep. Yep, yep. Utah Motorsports Campus. Um, Eurosports Utah, they rent out the track for the customer experience track days and stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, So this year we'll have four track days um, that people could sign up for. Um, But yeah, that last year was my first time being out on the track. And one day on a track, dude. It gives you so it makes you feel so much more comfortable on your bike, just normal street riding and stuff. Yeah, because um, you you can actually feel like what your bike is truly capable of. Yeah, totally. Like it, it's insane, dude. The first time I took my bike out there, um, this was like after riding like a whole year on it, like exp- like like really getting into it. I put a whole bunch of miles on that bike, um, but still, I, I put it out on the track, and I was just impressed with it. I really? Like, God damn, dude! Like. <laughs> Like, I wasn't even near pushing it to, like, what it's fully capable of um, just out on the street, like, yeah. riding it and stuff. Like, yeah, you have many miles on it, but you you truly can't experience what a bike is capable of out on these streets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but out on the track, oof, <laughs> it, it goes, it, it's, it's pretty wild. Put it at its limits? Yeah. That's awesome. Is it kind of the same with cars? Have you taken many cars out on the, on the track? Um, no, I haven't taken any cars out on a track, honestly. Um, I feel... I've gone to like those, like, like the grid or whatever, like oh, the, yeah, yeah. the indoor go-kart racing things. And I, I suck real bad on those. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of feel like I would suck in a real car on a track. Yeah. So, yeah. So like I've done like the racing simulators and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I suck on those too. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like if it, if it were to like actually play out in the real world, in the real world, um, I would also not be good driving on the track so the logic there is sound i'll stick to the bike right now yeah for sure that's good being comfortable comfortable on a bike is probably more important than being comfortable in a car no for sure um i I have fun on the motorcycle dude it's 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 a blast definitely is i'd recommend getting a bike i need to get a bike i've been i need to for sure i've been weary since getting into the crash Mm -hmm. but at the same time i just want to do it i would be too i feel like it's calling it's calling me you also did it the wrong way. Too. I very much yeah. so. Yeah, you, you you really did. Um, I like. I, I highly recommend the motorcycle safety course. Yeah, like it, it puts things in perspective that you you don't normally think about and stuff. Um, and it it honestly taught me so much. Just doing that, you you feel so much more comfortable on the bike. That and then um, it's another thing I do. Um, like come season and stuff, mm-hmm. I'll just watch a whole bunch of like different YouTube videos on motorcycle crashes and stuff there's this dude there's this dude on youtube um he's called dan dan the fireman yeah and he just like breaks down crashes and stuff and tells that tells you like what they did wrong what to look for and all that kind of stuff and it oh, just that's cool you, it, it just keeps you aware when you are riding mm-hmm. um and yeah i'll do that I'll, I'll watch youtube videos on motorcycles and stuff all right i'm gonna have yeah. to do that now to like <laughs> but it prep also, myself yeah it also gets you just comfortable i don't know mm-hmm. and, and in my mind that's that's how it works like uh if he says like something like a, a specific tip, like I'll just keep repeating it in my head while I'm writing and stuff. Like I'll just 
pay that's attention smart. to it. Yeah. That's really smart. Yeah. Cause I think most people <laughs> just get into this, like this bubble of comfortability where they mm-hmm. all of a sudden just feel like, Oh yeah, I'm one with this bike yep. and then they get too comfortable yep, yep, and yep. then we'll crash. That's exactly how it happens. That's good. And, and staying it, on your toes. It, it does, it does get to you, honestly. Like, when I started, I, I told you I started on a on a Honda Grom, which mm-hmm. is like a 125 cc, um, and then I went to a Honda. Um, it was like a CBR 300 or something. It was a 300 cc bike. Yeah, and you definitely start getting comfortable on the bike and stuff, and you you just gotta keep in mind like just riding your own limits and that kind of stuff. Ride ride what you you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, there's there's times where you do feel very comfortable on the bike, and you think. You, nothing's gonna happen to you but out of nowhere car comes and you get hit or whatever yeah. like luckily i haven't been hit but going and riding with buddies and stuff like you never know when when something's oh, yeah. gonna happen dude it's you just gotta keep your head on a swivel on a bike for, for sure. sure man yep keep your uh keep your senses heightened yep that's yep, yep. interesting so on the note of not being great on the track do you watch formula one at all because that would that normally helps people figure out how to drive faster on a track um i so i've i've tried watching the netflix um documentary and stuff yeah i think i've watched season one and two but i haven't watched any of the any of the current ones yeah okay um i i was gonna i think we're on season five or something yeah season five just came out not too long ago i i started watching that but i i I don't follow it honestly. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's something about like watching it. I I don't really get into it like all kind of sports. That makes sense. Yeah, basketball, yeah. football. I I can't really get into it. You'd rather be in the action of doing it than you would be if, like If I had to, yeah. No, if if I'm watching TV, it's mostly just like game shows, love shows, like yeah. just competition shows. That's part of what I wanted to come to later too. Was Sounds ask you a little bit about some of the best shows to watch Sounds in your good. opinion, but yeah. uh interesting okay so you have been to the grid you talked about which for people that don't know it's like a local indoor go-karting place that all the carts are electric and for some reason way super fast way faster than they need to be dude every time i don't know if it's just like go-karting or whatever but i feel like on the grid every turn is kind of like left like there's a lot of left turns or something like that i feel like that's the way i don't know but I, i feel like it turns one way like a more lot. than the other yeah, yeah more than the other and like you start getting super tired with the other hand like i don't know really that's just my i've never noticed that <laughs> that's just turning the go-kart wheel so i can imagine the freaking formula one drivers oh, dude. dude just the muscle they have to turn the wheel oh yeah it's insane and sometimes hitting like four or five g's going into oh man into a turn yeah. it's crazy i'm a huge formula one fan i don't know if you knew that yeah. but I, I did not know that that was that's why i wanted to to okay. test the waters and see if you were. Yeah, no, I, I haven't really been paying paying much much attention to it. Yeah, yeah. it's a tough thing to get into. Mm-hmm. Drive to Survive has definitely helped a lot of people get into it. But that's well, that's what really grew Formula One to what it is now. Oh, yeah. just a couple of years ago or whatever is when I, was it Red Bull that bought it? Uh, that bought like the Formula One, like like what? the whole I think like league or whatever or something. Oh, Someone bought yeah the league was, to like help start getting it bigger or whatever and yeah they, they got the partnership with netflix and that's what helped start yeah promoting uh, it. it was liberty media that bought it oh, okay they're like a local they're not local but they're uh they're really big on the east coast mm. um when i used to live in puerto rico liberty tv was like the service you went to get tv through yeah and so liberty media bought it and then they were like well i mean we we want this to be profitable we're not gonna because mm. before i guess formula one had a very like 
kind of pretentious rich white man sport vibe to it. Yeah. And so it would be like, if you weren't wealthy, you weren't watching it. Mm-hmm. And it was very privatized. Like they had a rule for a long time where drivers couldn't post anything on Twitter or anything about the race. That's crazy. It was super weird. And since Liberty Media acquired them, they were like, they've definitely leaned off yeah. that yep, yep. type of thing. No, yeah. it's it's grown a lot. I, I have a lot of friends that have really gotten into it and stuff. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll watch it every weekend or whatever. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. It's good. Once you do get into it, I think it's easier to follow than a lot of other sports. But mm-hmm. but even then, like, I get the appeal. If you can't, if you can't like, sit down and watch a sport, I totally understand. Yeah, it's totally yeah. that way. It, it's, like, the same thing. Like, I'll watch I'll watch clips on it and stuff, like, yeah. on Instagram, like, little highlight reels or whatever. Um, same with, like, MotoGP and stuff. Oh, yeah. But I, I can't sit there through the whole thing and watch it. It's, like, start to finish. Yeah. yeah. MotoGP is crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've only seen highlights, too, as well. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's... MotoGP is nuts. Yeah. No, it definitely is. Like, just how fast they're going on the bike and stuff. Oh, it's, yeah. it's insane, dude. MotoGP scares me way more than more than Formula One does. Yep. Like, I'm worried for their lives compared oh, to, like, yeah. Formula One. I'm like, oh, they got the halo. They're cool. Yep, yep. No, they're... I mean, they're still... The Formula One drivers are, are protected and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, MotoGP riders... They're they're still heavily protected. Like yeah. um, they have their little under every suit, they have their little uh, inflatable uh, like airbag systems. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know they yep, had yep. those. So like if you if you look closely when they when they go down, they'll, they'll like puff up a bit. No yeah. way. I <laughs> yeah, had no, no idea. every every rider has a, a little like inflatable um, airbag in them. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, no, they're they're still protected, but. Um, the way they, they fall, it, it's, it's really bad if you, you high side a bike, mm-hmm. that's where riders could get really hurt. But a lot of time, um, low slides, they, they'll like slide out and most mm-hmm. of the time they're fine and stuff. The high sides could really mess you up for sure. Oh yeah. You'll that's, roll that's for of, sure on a high yeah, side. Yep. That's one of my biggest fears is, is high siding. Oh, that's so scary. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that and, uh, like speed wobbles. <laughs> oh man. Speed yeah. wobbles terrify me. Yeah, that scares me. I always think about that. Like. When I start getting like in like high triple digits and stuff on the bike, like that's one thing that goes through my mind. Really? <laughs> speed wobbles. You're like, oh shit, yeah. I'm at 160 miles an hour right now. <laughs> I hope I'm okay. Yeah. That's interesting. How do you feel like you stay stable on a bike going that fast? Um, I, I think it's literally just like aerodynamics, really. Like right. it's like the bike like just holds itself up. Um, it's one thing that I learned on the track is like, um, leaning your body into turns and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um going straight is is always very easy like this is something that they tell new people too is like going fast is easy it, that's that's the the easy stuff it's like going slow doing like the oh, slow yeah, turns yeah. and stuff that's that's where it's harder to keep the bike stable and stuff oh that's interesting yeah. i never thought about but that like higher speeds you're you're a lot more stable because you have like uh I don't know science on your side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aerodynamics and stuff. That's but crazy. Yeah, I never slower, thought about that. It's a lot harder harder to keep the bike stable. Interesting. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. All right. Turning the handlebars and stuff. Yeah. So like, there's times too where if I'm just riding or meeting up with buddies and stuff, and either running like early or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I'll go and just practice like my figure eights in the parking lot and stuff. That's a great idea. Yeah, That's what bike, we have to do. Because like, yeah, clutch control and all that stuff is is huge on a bike. Mm-hmm. Um, slow turns and everything. But I'll practice that. Dang, yeah. that's smart, man. Yep, yep. Just talking to you is like opened my <laughs> eyes to the YouTube. how bikes not are not scary. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. YouTube, you just gotta watch <laughs> it. 
Hank, you're really big into YouTube. I'm a, I'm a big YouTube plugger. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Not, yeah, not as much of a plugger, it. but I definitely am always watching a yeah. YouTube video. If, so. if I'm trying to learn something new, there, there's a video for it on YouTube if you're, oh, yeah. you're trying. Except uh, recently, I've been trying to learn how to do um, for videography and stuff like mm-hmm. shooting and log. It's like a flatter video profile. Oh, interesting. And for some reason, I cannot find any YouTube video on my specific type of camera with like log settings and stuff. Really? Yeah, because not a lot of Nikon shooters, or there's not a lot of people that shoot Nikon now. Yeah, most people are moving to either a Canon or a Sony, Canon right? Canon or Sony. Yep. Interesting. Yep, yep. If you were to switch from Nikon, would you? Which one would you switch to? Um. I'd I'd probably switch over to Canon. Really? Yeah. I think, what? What would be I think the I'd go. Um, the Canons have, I think, um, super nice colors in general. That's true. Um, and when I used to have a Canon, and there is something about that camera that, that really helped me um, really get into photography when I was starting out. It was the Canon 80D. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was a little crop sensor camera. And, like, something about that camera, like, whatever I, like thought i wanted to focus on like that camera is just like boom like it was on that thing that's so and i remember after that camera um i actually got a best buy accommodation through sony oh i picked up a full frame sony camera it was the um sony a7r2 those were nice cameras we we used them in in high school a couple times for shooting it was those are super nice yeah no it 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 was a great camera um but I felt like my Canon 80D, like that camera made me want to go out and shoot and stuff. There was just something about that camera that made me want to go out and shoot. And when I got this Sony, like I didn't like the menu systems. Mm. I didn't like the way it like focused. Like it felt like if I didn't have a G master lens on that thing, like the focus wasn't the greatest and stuff. And at the time, like I didn't have money to go buy a freaking $2,300 lens or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm using like nifty 50 lenses and all that kind of stuff, like cheaper, cheaper glass. And that, that camera body, I just felt like wasn't the greatest with, with autofocus. Hmm. Um, and just something about that camera kind of like threw me off. Like I didn't like it or anything. So if I were to switch now, I'd probably go to like a, a Canon or something, even though like Sony is completely different now. Like they've, they've completely swapped their game. Um, but there's just still something about Canon. I feel that. I'd, I'd go with. Tradition. Yep, yep. yep. With that. Yeah. That's interesting. One thing I liked about the A7R, or I think we used the A7S actually, because I, I, it was a little bit better with video. We were yeah. using it for the more S's. of a video application. Yep. But uh, those were great in low light from what I understood. Mm-hmm. Did you have that same experience, or were you not really shooting in low light as much? Um, not not so much with the with the Sony. Um, with the, the Sony A7S is going to be a lot better a lot lot better in low light mm. um just because that that camera has a a 12 megapixel sensor in there oh yeah um so it has a bigger pack or bigger pixels on it or whatever mm-hmm. um but <clears throat> having that low of a megapixel allows for less noise in oh. low light sit- like scenarios and stuff um the more megapixels you have on a sensor the more noise you'll get on a sensor so the a7r was known for I'm, I'm pretty sure the r is for like resolution so like it had like a, uh, a 42 megapixel or 45 megapixel sensor so um, that's so why it was, it was really big with photography yeah so oh, it, was, okay. it was huge for photography um because it was just a, a huge file that you got when you took a photo 
and and I remember working with those files. It was super nice. Um, but yeah, I I didn't really use it much in low low light scenarios. But yeah, the A7S will be a lot better low light. Interesting. Yep, yep. Okay, I didn't know that. I mm-hmm. thought it was just that like those were the like one was specifically made for video and the other one was specifically made for for photos so they were pretty much the same camera no no they're so they're, they're yep they're made for different things they're drastically like you could different. still take video with the a7r um but the s will do it better hmm. that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah that makes a lot of sense because we were in a video production class so <laughs> i could see why the a7s made more sense there yeah when i was in high school i i took a photography class yeah and i i got kicked out of it really yeah <laughs> you <gotta> tell <laughs> me the story um so it was it was uh I'm pretty sure it was like 11th grade or so. And um, I took a photography class with Miss Brennan, this tiny little te- high school teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, 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 we're in this class and we're probably like halfway through the semester. And she's the art teacher. So she teaches like painting, drawing, like all this other stuff. Just all creative work. Yeah, all creative work, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And we're in photography. And she's, she's breaking us, like breaking it down by like composition and everything, but she's teaching us everything that she was teaching, like her drawing class and her painting oh, class. Oh, interesting. So we're like halfway through the semester and we still haven't even touched a camera. Oh, and weird. I remember we walked into class and this new assignment was to print out a portrait of like an artist or just whatever, whoever you want to print out or paint or whatever. And we had a grab a ruler and break it up into like one inch boxes and make your grid and stuff. And yeah. then you do it on the, on like a blank piece of paper and you start copying the boxes over. So we're, we're literally like drawing in, in this, this in this photography class. What right. The hell? And like, we're, we're literally almost halfway through the semester and stuff. And I, I get frustrated. I, I get mad and I wasn't the greatest student <laughs> and stuff. Neither was I, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I literally just called her out. Like we, we signed up for a photography class and she's literally like teaching us what she's teaching her painters and her drawers and stuff. Yeah. Like she's literally teaching the same thing in all her classes. And it was just super annoying because we signed up for a photography class. But yeah, yeah, I remember I, I just spoke what was on my mind that day. And yeah. yeah, next thing you know, she kicked me out in the hall and then she, she came out and I told her what, was up like why why i'm upset yeah and she's like well you know what you can go to the office and we'll swap your class and like literally gosh yep i got kicked out of that class damn that's unfortunate yep i got put into yearbook and i actually got to shoot (laughs) i actually got to use a camera and do that kind of stuff um, more than I did in the photography class well i guess it worked out yeah (laughs) that's so (laughs) it's like like with uh with uh yearbook they give you your little camera and you go to like soccer events, mm-hmm. basketball events or interviews or whatever. So you actually oh, get yeah. to go out and shoot. Yeah. You get to try a bunch of stuff out. That's pretty nice, man. I feel like, I don't know. So you, you also went to school out in Nevada. Yep. Did you and Sierra get to know each other from like, were you from the same hometown or? Yeah. So we were, we were in the, the same hometown, same high school and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was two grades ahead of her. Two okay. or three grades ahead. Yeah, so she's my age. So, and yeah. I, I remember talking. I, I, think I you were graduated twenty thirteen. Okay, we would have graduated 16, sixteen. I think. Yeah, so three years. So three. Okay. Yep. So sense. she was three. Um, at the high school that we had, it's it's a much smaller town, mm-hmm. and I know that like in bigger states, I don't know how Utah does it or whatever, but 
um, high school is considered ninth grade, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Yeah, in Nevada where we were at, you didn't get into high school until tenth grade. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so they kept they kept ninth grade in middle school. Yeah, uh, but they would they still that that grade was still technically a high school year freshman year. Yeah, um, so those grades mattered. That's that's kind of how they do it here too. Yeah. Like ninth grade does count as a high school year, but like where I went to school, it was only tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Oh, okay. So, but I do know there's other schools here that do have the ninth grade ninth that all the high they go there. Yeah, yep. like Sky Ridge, I think over here mm-hmm. close by in Lehigh. I'm pretty sure they have ninth. Yeah, and 12th. N- the high school now, my my old high school. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they have ninth grade. They they built like a whole new building in front of the, oh, so the school, so to move the ninth graders up there. So I know it's that way now. Um, but yeah, when I was out there, it was just 10th, 11th and 12th. Um, but yeah, no, I, I never really met her or talked to her in high school or anything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd you meet her outside of that? Um, Best Buy. Oh, really? Yeah, she okay. got hired on as Best Buy because I, I worked at Best Buy out there in the Carson City store. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she got hired on as AP. No way. Yeah, she's I didn't know that. Yep, she's a security guard. Interesting. And now look at her now. She's she's at the top. <laughs> Stick with it. You'll always right, you'll be successful. Dude. Yeah, no, I was I was with Best Buy for freaking way too long. Ten yeah. years. When did you originally get the job there? How old were you? Right out of high school. I was it was in twenty thirteen. Yeah, I was eighteen. No way. That's crazy. Yep, yep. Well, and here we are now. Mm-hmm. Now you still got those ties, you get the sweet discount. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't have to do any of the work. I noticed I was actually I, I logged into her account the other day. And was looking at pricing, and I noticed Best Buy pricing has like imp- employee pricing has it's kind of like gotten worse. It's not great. It's, it's not as good as it used to be yeah. for sure. It's really not. I wonder how much of that has to do with just like the prices of other things coming down. Yeah, like getting closer to cost. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely certain items that are great, certain yeah. items that are just terrible. No, I remember like when I first started, dude. Accommodations were so freaking dope. Yeah, like now they, they hardly were, have them. They, they yeah, they barely have any. Um, but like when I was there, dude, like accommodations was a huge thing. Like it was actually like a work benefit cause they would give you, mm-hmm. they would, they would hook it up so well. Um, I remember like, uh, when OLED first came out, mm-hmm. um, Sony had a 55 inch and this TV was $10,000. Like there was a oh $9,500 option and there, there was a $10,000 option and, um, they, they come out and they, they look super freaking dope and everything. And, um, Wait, no, it was LG that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the LG that came out. It was a 1080p OLED. No way. Yeah, it was a 1080p OLED, and this 4K was out with Sony and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember the OLED came out. It was like 10 grand, but it was outselling. Even though it, was, it wasn't 4K, it was 1080p. Like, it was still outselling, like, all these 4K TVs and stuff. Um, but then the next year, Sony came out with their OLED. And oh, interesting. It was, it was, again, like $8,000, $9,000. Dude, and they came out with an employee price, like an employee accommodation. It was limited. It was like 200 tickets or whatever. Oh, no way. And uh, a 55-inch OLED at the time that was like eight grand, um, you could get for 1,200 bucks. No way. Yeah, 1,200 bucks for like eight grand. And I remember, um, I didn't think I was going to get a coupon or whatever, but I log in to a learning network or whatever and uh, do my, my uh, e-learnings and everything. And there was like two tickets left. And I no was able to print a coupon out and, and get it, yeah. Dude, that's dude, so sick. You got a brand new, like, OLED for, like, 1200 bucks, dude. It was insane. And what's crazy is, like, a 65-inch um, 
that was also super expensive. It was only like 400 bucks more. I, I wish I would have no gone 65 way. inch because it, it would have been like 1600 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Is it ridiculous that they would come out with things like that all the time? Like all different companies. I'm so And now it's now. just like, like not a thing. Yeah, not at all. That's yeah. unfortunate, man. Mm hmm. I wonder how much that has to do with like online sales going up and them just not caring about their Best Buy partnership. Probably a lot. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Well, speaking of gear, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, uh, okay. what advice do you have about creatives? What, what things should people start with? Cause I know a lot of people get really in their heads about like what gear they should get mm -hmm. stuff like that. If somebody wants to start shooting pictures of their car or anything like that, what would you recommend them do? Um, yeah. So, I mean, any camera will work. Um, I remember when I first started photography, um, one of the mistakes I made was uh, getting a camera that didn't have interchangeable lenses. Uh, that makes sense. So I would recommend maybe a camera with interchangeable lenses because um, the, the, the nice thing about those cameras is you can get different, uh, different perspectives, I guess, mm -hmm. with different lenses and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so having the option to be able to change your focal lengths and everything is, is great. Um, but I remember I got it like a little point and shoot Nikon as my very first camera and like, um, quickly realizing like, I can't really do what I want it to do because mm -hmm. you can't really like, you could change some settings, but you, it didn't have like a full manual mode where you could change like oh, your yeah. own, like ISO and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I would, I would recommend like a little DSLR or something or like something with interchangeable lens. Um, but if you're looking to get into automotive photography, um, one of the biggest tools, like one of the, the things that you, you should always have as an automotive photographer is something called a circular polarizer. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So I, it's th this, I thought it was going to go there, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just this, for the windshield. Yep. It's this little like piece of glass that goes in front of your lens and as you rotate it, it, it starts cutting glare off like windshields mm -hmm. or the side of the car and that kind of stuff. Um, but learning how to kind of use that um, will help you get cleaner images. Mm -hmm. At first, I wasn't doing something like it's called photo stacking okay. where you start stacking different photos. Um, you could either do this with like um, high dynamic range photo stacking where you kind of like overexpose one photo, underexpose mm -hmm. the other and combine them and you get like a better exposed image. Um, or you could do it with a circular polarizer. Like most of my car photos are usually like three or more photos mm -hmm. combined into one. That makes and I'll sense. just get like the circular polarizer and I'll start on one side of the car and slowly start moving it and cutting the glare as I go. Um, but yeah, just learning how to use a circular polarizer will be big. But in order to use a circular polarizer properly, you need a good tripod. Uh, yeah, that yep. makes sense. Because you can't have really, stabilization. yeah, you can't really hold hand or handheld handhold your camera. Well, if you if you're trying to get a full like a a good stacked photo, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but just learning like hand holding or whatever, you could use it to like just cut the glare out of the glass. Um, if you're doing like a head-on shot or something like that, um, just learning how to use it is good. But having a good tripod will also help you out in the long run because it lets you. Just learn that skill, um, getting the exact same photos and then going into Photoshop and being able to like put them together and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But yeah, circular polarizer for an automotive photographer for, for sure. Um, and then a tripod to further 
that. I guess. That makes sense. Yep. So even people that are shooting just on their phone, you definitely recommend. A I would. Tripod. I would. Re- yep. Um, well, a circular polarizer, honestly. Really, before, that's the yeah. number one. Yeah, just to because even like uh, if you if you're taking like a 45 degree angle shot of the front of the car or whatever, yeah. um, it helps out so much just cutting the glare out of the side of the car. Like that makes sense, especially like if you're shooting a black car on a bright day. Like it's gonna be all reflections. Yeah. So if you had if you're hand holding your camera and you could get just one good shot with a circular polarizer, like cutting the majority of the glare off the side of the car, mm-hmm. it'll help you out so much. Just being able to show that the car is black or whatever. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, that makes sense. So it, it, it makes a big difference in your your photos for sure. Interesting. Yep. Do they make polarizers for phones? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh I think moment moment lenses hmm. i think they make stuff for your phone interesting yeah. i'll have to take a look do you know how much it would cost to normally get like a, a polarizer a circular polarizer for your phone or just in general for um, a dslr for a phone it, it gets more expensive with like the the more pro lens you you use hmm. that makes um, sense yeah so like my go-to lens is a 24 to 70 nikon lens and it's it's i'm pretty sure like a pretty standard size on the 24 to 70 it's uh, 82 millimeter mm. excuse me and uh the last circular polarizer i bought um was from picture line in salt lake city i okay. need, I, I needed one like yeah. that day because like the one i had prior like broke or something oh interesting yeah either that or i forgot it i couldn't remember but i was shooting a black car that day it's and essential at this yep, point you can't get away a, with it yeah, yeah no I, I i knew i needed it and um Best Buy didn't have any, so mm-hmm. I couldn't get a discount on one. Yeah. So I had to go bite the bullet at Picture Line, dude, and it was like two hundred fifty bucks for like a, a, a circular polarizer for really yeah, for eighty two millimeter. Dang, that's yeah. crazy. Yep. And I knew it, like Best Buy has a good one, mm-hmm. um, and I last time I bought it, it was like seventy bucks from like a hundred fifty normally. It was like yeah. seventy dollars, but yeah, Best Buy didn't have any, and that's I nuts. had to go to Picture Line. But I needed one for that car. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's with a black car on a on a, like a sunny day, like there's you, there's no getting around it. Like if you don't have one, your your photos will look bad. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Ooh, so uh, last time I paid, it was like two two hundred fifty bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. Dang. Well, that's good. Uh, that's good insight. I'll have mm-hmm. to I'll have to go out and pick one up. Start shooting pictures of my Hyundai <laughs> Elantra. Oh, dude, <laughs> you can make it look good. <laughs> Yeah, it needs it. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, man. Yeah. Um, as far as learning photo editing, do you recommend more of like learning in-depth Photoshop or going with like Lightroom or anything um, else? It, so both programs are really good. Mm-hmm. You can get away with using Photoshop fully and stuff, mm-hmm. um, just solely, I guess. Um, but I, I, I'm still a Lightroom user. Okay. Like I'll import all my photos into Lightroom, do all my color grading and everything on Lightroom. And then use Photoshop really just for all of the manipulation, stacking mm. of the photos and that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I still use both programs. I think it's good to learn both. Um, I know I could do the whole photo on Photoshop if I really wanted to, but I think Lightroom is just super like easy to use and stuff Intuitive like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yep, yep. And I mean, they, they work together when you transfer a photo from Lightroom to Photoshop and then you save on Photoshop, it transfers the photo back onto Lightroom and you oh. can continue like changing colors on it and that kind of stuff. That's um, cool. So they, they work together, but um, I, I would say it's good to learn both. 
um, a lot of people, a lot of photographers getting into it, they usually just start on Lightroom and, mm -hmm. and really just work on there. Um, but yeah, learning Photoshop will definitely help you take it to the next level with like getting um, distractions out of the photo and stuff. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just, you asking me that question kind of reminded me when I, when I started stay focused and started getting like, uh, started shooting cars and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I did everything on an iPad pro. Really? Yeah. No way. All my photo editing was done on an iPad pro when I started. Were you using those programs on an iPad? Pro I was using or? Lightroom. Okay. And then, um, the reason I got an iPad pro is cause they announced Photoshop was going to be working on, oh, the, interesting. on the iPad pro. But I go and I buy this brand new iPad Pro, and it literally wasn't until like a year later that oh. Photoshop got released, and at that point, a new iPad Pro came out. <laughs> I was like, "Cool!" <laughs> like, like ever since that moment, like my my luck with Apple has just been garbage. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I started with with like um just an iPad Pro, like doing everything. Um, is pretty wild to think about. Dang. Yeah. Do you feel like on the iPad it's pretty intuitive, or would you prefer yeah. doing it on a desktop? Um, I, I really liked working with an iPad cause I got really good at using the Apple pencil on, on okay. when Photoshop did come out. Like, it's just so nice being able to like just zoom in as close as you can mm -hmm. and just using the pencil and like getting things out and that kind of stuff. Like the accuracy, accuracy of the pencil is super mm -hmm. nice. And just, uh, being able to just use your fingers to zoom in on any part of the photo that is, is just, it, it definitely got everything a lot faster. Like, um, when you were like putting like, a pins or what are they points like little mm -hmm. points to um select like a for a subject or something yeah um using the pencil to just put your little dots oh, around the car sense, super yeah. nice yeah or if you wanted to draw a selection like just using the pencil to draw around the car like it, it was super nice so one of the one of the um not issues but like one of the things that i ran into when switching from an ipad pro to a computer was having to learn how to do everything with either the trackpad or just clicking with the mouse yeah. and like um, doing like control plus to start zooming in instead of like use like just using your fingers oh, to that's zoom interesting. in. Yeah, so it, it definitely messed with messed with my work like editing workflow. Yeah. Switching to a computer. Yeah. Dang. So you're still on a computer, or do yeah, you ever I'm, switch I'm on off? a laptop right now. Really? Yeah. What, what computer are you using? Um, the M1 Max. Yeah, M1 Max MacBook that's Pro. That's a good move right there. Yeah, it was, it was good. Nice, dude. Yeah, I had a another Apple product that I purchased. So after the iPad, mm -hmm. I swapped over to an iMac, 27-inch iMac. It was a um, i7. It was it was a fully specced one. I paid like four grand for this thing. Mm -hmm. And, dude, I started having issues with it. Like Really? Yeah, three months into it. Oh, yeah, it, I started having like RAM issues with it. And I got the 27 inch. I didn't max out the RAM because you can, it's it's interchangeable on the yeah. 27 inch. So I go upgrade the RAM and everything. And I, I just started, it just started like freezing and like no way. restarting and stuff. And I took it over to Apple. They said that I was using the wrong RAM. So I had to order more RAM uh, and still having the same issues and stuff. Yeah. So, that's so lame. I took it back to Apple, fixed it, sold it, and then swapped over to the the macbook pro yeah that works mm -hmm. at least at least now you got something that's functioning properly. portable it works great For um, sure. but yeah how much do you think you do editing on the go nowadays um i do quite a bit of editing it, it so I, like monday through friday i'm constantly gone with different clients mm. and stuff and there's some clients where i have 
like a desk at and stuff like that. So I'll sit there and, and edit like whatever reels I need to post that day or whatever I need to, to get together for that day or any, any of that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm editing constantly. So that's another plus about having the MacBook Pro is that it's, it's honestly a workhorse. It's, mm-hmm. it's really good. Um, and it's portable and stuff. That's yeah. super nice. Yep, yep. That's good insight. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, um, one of the other things I want to ask you about. Mm-hmm. You're into these dating shows. Heck yeah, dude. Explain a little yeah, bit yeah. as to why <laughs> and which ones are must watch. I don't know, dude. So like I'm, I'm into all kind of competition shows on TV and mm-hmm. stuff. Like um, there's like, I remember like being in high school, like watching like the biggest loser or like top shot or something like that. Yeah. Like those kind of games, like game shows and stuff. Um, and then I've, I've always been into like the bachelor bachelorette. Like I got into that kind of stuff or like nice. uh, a shot of love with Tila tequila or flavor, flavor of love with flavor, flavor or something like MTV. I've never heard like, of those ones. Yeah. Those are old MTV shows, like, really? like old, old MTV shows. And I don't know, like I grew up, um, I have two sisters mm-hmm. and my older sister, she's always watching like those kind of shows on like MTV and that kind of stuff, yeah. like room Raiders and, and weird shows like that like these are all like old mtv shows yeah yeah um but i don't know i've just always been into competition shows so whenever i go on like netflix or discovery or any of that kind of stuff if i see like um love island or what was the other one like uh there's like the circle or there's there's one with like oh too hot to handle oh yeah, yeah where they they like think they're going on like this uh party vacation thing like mm-hmm. big old island but then they get to the island and like they find out they can't kiss and like fuck and all that kind of stuff. Like <laughs> I don't know, it's just funny and sometimes it's like super cringy. Yeah. Like I don't know, it just I find it fun. It's, so <laughs> it's just awesome. yeah, just watching it. It's it's funny. It's dope. Yeah. I've seen I've seen clips of like the MILF Manor stuff. Yeah. And that's one that like makes me really, really <laughs> uncomfortable. But uh but I, I see re- the appeal behind it. Yeah, no, so I, I remember like uh that one's on Discovery and I remember coming across it. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch this. And I, I remember like the first episode when they all found out like, oh, they're gonna be dating like the sons. Yeah. I was just like, God damn <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell just happened? Like I had no idea what was going on. It was so funny. Um, but after like Sierra saw um like the the first couple minutes of it, she mm-hmm she remembered hearing about this show on a podcast. So she knew yeah. what it was. She didn't, she didn't even like tell me what was going to happen or whatever, but yeah, it was so funny. Interesting. Just, yeah. It was, it, was, it was a funny one. Um, I'm, we finished that show yesterday. Really? Yeah. Oh, so it's completely out now. Yeah. Oh, I, I think it's all the way to the end. Oh man. All right. I'm going to have to watch it. I feel it's, like it's so I've funny. just heard about it. I've seen like people it's, do it's deep cringy. dives on it. Yeah. It's cringy, but it's, it's funny. My my wife has a super hard time with cringy content. Yeah, I think she's an empathetic cringer, and so it just makes her feel really weird. Yeah, like <laughs> so just like, awkward watching it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. And so I feel like those things I have to I may have to watch on my own because I don't know if she'd be into them. But yeah. dang, that's interesting. Yeah, so nice. must watch ones. What do we? What do we have to see? Um, honestly, like I I'm 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 big into like the Love Island one. They're like longer ones, so they're they're hard to keep like stay into them. Mm, so like, okay. I'll just watch them here and there. Um, but like the Netflix one, like I like the too hot to handle ones. I think uh-huh. those are funny. They have funny people on there. Um, this is like a game show. One is like the circle. Okay. I, I always thought that one was a good one. It's not like a dating one or whatever, but it's a good little game show. At All least right. season one and two, I think are good. 
Okay. Where older ones are getting a little repetitive. That makes sense. Yeah. Once you have the same premise to the show and it kind of mm-hmm. repeats and stuff. Yeah, but I'll, I'll watch like a lot of cooking shows too. Like, oh, really? Just any kind of like competition show. Like, yeah. I don't know. So like it's, Iron Chef and those things? Yeah, Iron Chef. Okay. Um, Chopped. Yep. Um, like the Bake Off shows or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, what is that one called? The Great the Great British Bake Off or something like that? I, I don't know if I've seen that one, but like Netflix has a whole bunch. Of like, they got tons. They got so many, dude. Like I don't even know the names That's of all of them. Interesting. All the ones have, I've seen. Have you seen Physical 100 yet? Have you been watching that yeah. one? Yeah. I haven't seen it either, but I've no. heard about it. These are all ones that I don't like. I don't really watch these shows. Yeah, but. Physical 100 was a good one. Um, It's dubbed over. It's like a, yeah. Yeah, like a foreign show or whatever. So yeah. the voices kind of throw me off on these people because really? you got like these huge old muscle people and they give them like a squeaky ass voice or something. <laughs> yeah, no, so like the voices throwing me off, but um, it was it was a good show. Interesting, yeah. okay. I, I do want to watch that one really bad. It kind of reminds me vaguely of, um, there was a show way back on like Spike TV or something like that that was mm-hmm. a, it was like an oh, obstacle course show. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? They the, would dub over their voices. Yeah, the Asian one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't called? remember the name of it, though. Uh, MMC or something like that. Something M- like that. MXX or something. Yeah, M- MEE, Most Extreme Elim... No, yeah, MXX. MXC. That's M-X-C? what it was called. Yeah, MXC. Well, there it is. It's MXC. Most Extreme... It said Most Extreme Experience Elimination Challenge. Ah, but I don't know why it, it's MXC. There's like, like one where uh, I don't know. There, th- some of the people would go and and run out into like a mud field or whatever, and like mm-hmm. shoot like a soccer ball like super high, and they have to like <laughs> catch it. And like it just most of the time they just get just nailed, nailed in the in face. The face. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, no, I used to watch that show a long time ago in Spike TV with. Like my older sister and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That, that's probably what got started all these like American Ninja Warriors yeah, and Physical that, 100 shows. Yeah, that and like um, Wipeout is like Wipeout another, big one. another good funny one. Like Obstacle Course. For sure. Yeah. Did you ever watch like Fear Factor and stuff? Um, I didn't really get into like Fear Factor now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what's that? There's one show as a kid. They used to, oh, BattleBots or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like the, they would uh, compete, like the the robots would compete or whatever. Yeah. They would like beat each other up. I think oh, I've that seen was that. Like yeah, a, yeah. a fun show to watch too. I think that's still on Discovery right now. Really? Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to get on there. BattleBots. Is Discovery Plus worth it? I pay for it. Really? Yeah, but All it's right. like well, we, we have a Discovery Plus, um, Peacock, Netflix, and Hulu. I'm pretty sure is what we have. And we'll just watch, like, we'll switch shows. We'll just go there. on kicks yeah. of each service. Yeah, so, like, on Discovery, like, I'll watch Gold Rush. I'll watch just different shows and stuff Dude, like Gold that. Rush, man. It's been a while since I've seen that yeah. show. Yeah. Gold Rush is a good one, too. <laughs> the Alaskan Gold Rush one. Is that, if I'm remembering it right, that's that one, right? Mm-hmm. Where they do. Well, now there's a whole bunch of different ones. Oh, there's branches of yeah, it. Yeah, they kind of branched off. Um, but I, I remember watching, like, the the OG gold rush. Yeah. Um, and now I think there, there was one character on there named Parker. Dude, I, I was think. literally about to say, is that yeah. the one with that one character that I could, the, the only the character kid, I can yeah. remember is Parker, Parker the yeah. kid. He has his own like gold rush show now. Really? Yeah. It's like Parker's adventure or something like that. I don't huh. know. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Dang. So he must've made it big on one of his minds. Probably. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, 
Thanks for coming on. I'm yeah, no, currently definitely. wearing the softest hoodie ever, by the way. Dude, this thing I is great. It. This yep. is a stay focused hoodie for those people that don't uh, don't know. Yeah, no, um, it looks good. Rock where do we uh, where do we find it? Um, so it will be available once I get the website up and going. Okay. It should be stayfocused.com. Um, okay. So without the vowels, S-T-Y, a little middle dash, I guess. A hyphen, hyphen. a dash. Yeah, yeah dash. whatever you want to put. S-T-Y-F-C-S-D.com. Mm-hmm. Stayfocused.com. Nice. That's where yep. we can also find you on Instagram. Yep. Instagram will be that. It's a underscore S-T-Y underscore F-C-S-D. Okay. Yeah. Sick. No, dude, you got some good stuff going on. I Thank love you. like Thank following you. it. Like every single time, every single time your stuff comes up on my page, I'm like, yes, every single time. Dude, I appreciate that, bro. You just got good quality stuff, man. It's Thank good, you. Uh, Thank you. No, I, I went through like a whole, like I haven't been posting on my account as much as I should mm-hmm. be just because like I run a whole bunch of different accounts. So like mine's like last priority. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I need to focus more on, on my brand. I got to treat my brand as like a client. Like I got to. Totally. Um, schedule time for it and that kind of stuff but um yeah no it's 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 been fun it's it's good it, it's cool that i'm doing this it's it's insane to think about for sure for sure yeah it's crazy because you just kind of like fell into it right yeah some kinda, people are really yeah. trying to feel just like just you. really like like I, I knew i wanted to do something with mm. a camera i guess um, but i never knew i was going to be working with businesses and, and running their social media and that that kind of stuff like i didn't think it was going to be that interesting yeah. well now i gotta go follow utah motorsport for that reason yeah. just to yep. just to get more more yeah. from you yeah no get it you'll have to follow um eurosports utah is the motorcycle yeah one. that's what it is um ac auto is a car dealership auntie's okay. hawaiian kitchen nice where and are they then, at by the way uh harriman okay i'm gonna have yeah, to go check them out harriman riverton area um 126 right off of Bangor, or where the In and Out is. Okay. Right behind the In and Out, dude. Oh, all right, dude. Like, if you want good Hawaiian food, you really? got to go there and and whatever dessert she has there, try it because it's gonna be bomb. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> it's all so right. good. Dude. I'm on it. Yeah, so go try that. Oh it's, yeah, it's fun. I'm in. I'm excited. Definitely. Well, cool beans, man. Appreciate you coming on, and uh, of we'll course. have to do this again sometime. Yeah, no, definitely. Thank you. Cool. cool.